Podcast Network Asia. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number two of the Great Connections Podcast. My name is Chloe. Join me as we get to know the stories of overseas Filipinos and listen in on what it's like to make a living in a new country away from home. The Great Connections Podcast, brought to you by the freebie app, Descarteng Pinoy, Descarteng Freebie. Today on the podcast, we are talking about money. After all, for a lot of our OFWs, that is the main reason why they left for abroad in the first place, right? So, it's important to know how we can maximize each and every dollar, yen, or whatever currency that we work hard for. And here with us today to talk about just that, we've got a financial consultant, keynote speaker, brand ambassador, Mr. Fitz Villafuerte. This is Episode 2 of the Great Connections Podcast. Hi, Fitz. Thank you so much for making time for us today here at the pod. Uh, I will allow you na to introduce yourself properly to all of our listeners. And uh, I would love for our listeners to get to know you more straight from you. So, uh, pakilala ka naman, Fitz. Hello, everyone. And uh, thank you, Chloe, for inviting me to this uh, episode. And I'm really excited to share yung mga kaalaman natin tungkol sa personal finance and investment. So, Again, my name is Fitz Villafuerte and uh, pag tinatanong ako anong ginagawa ko sa buhay, I am a registered financial planner. So basically, ang registered financial planner para siyang doktor. If you don't feel well, you go to a doctor for a consultation. Pero kung ang may sakit sa'yo, yung bulsa mo, yung wallet mo, yung may sakit, sa isang registered financial planner ka, lalapit katulad ko. So we can give you advice on what you can do with your personal finance and then uh, hopefully we can guide you to be able to manage your money and grow your wealth. So basically, yun yung trabaho ko but I'm actually a civil engineering graduate. Yun talaga yung pinag-aralan ko nung college at yun yung naging trabaho for the first five years. So you could say na it was not really planned. Hindi ko alam nung college ako na ito yung mangyayari sa akin ngayon. But it was something that I stumbled upon na, uy, yung personal finance matters pala is something that I am interested in. And then, right. along the way, syempre, ano, ang dami na nagtatanong sa akin about money kasi meron akong blog, tapos I created my other social media accounts. And then, alam mo yun, deep inside, nagigilty ako kasi I'm giving all this financial advice eh wala naman akong credential. Sino ba ako, di ba? I'm all... I'm only speaking from experience. So that's when I decided to enroll dun sa Registered Financial Planners Institute of the Philippines to get a formal uh, certification to become a financial planner. So at that point, uh, meron akong credentials and uh, yun, I, ha- I had more confidence in giving financial advice sa mga tao. So ang sabi nga nila, di ba, parang find a job that you enjoy and you will never have to work a day in your life. So so that's how I became a registered financial planner and uh, I'm really glad that I am able to discover this path for myself. 
I mean, not everyone is as blessed and I guess as lucky as you are. Because obviously, on the get-go, engineering, tas napunta ka sa financial planning and you know, uh, being uh, an expert yourself, and now uh, teaching others. So now that you have an advice to give anyone who would want to try being a freelance or being an uh, an entrepreneur, has anyone given you? that advice that you're now giving nung panahon na kailangan mo ng advice may nagmentor ba sa iyo nung mga panahon na yon ah okay so one of the best personal finance books that i've read where i mm-hmm. actually started learning is yung the the richest man in babylon no and uh, one of the advice there is yung the concept of paying yourself first so ibig sabihin kapag dumating yung sweldo mo, ang una mo dapat binabayaran yung sarili mo. And for me, that's one of the best financial advice that you can learn. Kasi pagdating sa mga nakakausap ko, lagi nilang tanong sa akin is ang hirap daw mag-save, ang hirap daw mag-ipon, paano ba mag-start, no? And I always share yung ginawa ko sa sarili ko. Kasi magasos din ako noon, grabe. And yun nga, yung concept of paying yourself first. Ibig sabihin, you set a specific percentage or a specific amount that you want to save every month after you receive your salary or after you receive your income. Ang usual kasi na ginagawa ng mga tao is income minus expenses is equal to savings. Ibig sabihin, pagdating na sweldo, babayaran yung PLDT, babayaran yung utilities, etc. Tapos, titipirin nila yung sarili nila kasi hopefully, at the end of the month, may natira as their savings. So, yeah. ang concept ng paying yourself first is pagdating ng sweldo mo, ang una mong babayaran yung sarili mo. Before you even pay your utility bills, before you even go to the grocery, you pay yourself first in the form of savings. So, income minus savings is equal to expenses. So, kunwari magtatabi muna ako ng 10% ng salary ko. So, pagdating ng sweldo, mm-hmm. take away 10%, put it in your savings account. Kung ano yung matira, yun ngayon yung i-budget mo para doon sa mga natitira mong panggastos. And I would say na parang yun na rin yung kumbaga yung underrated and underappreciated trick to to financial stability because nasabi mo nga nung na-discover mo yung, yung ganung approach, mas na feel empowered ka and of course as an employee as you know uh, an earning professional you don't want to feel kawawa alam mo yung kumikita ka naman and yet you feel kawawa kasi nagtitipid ka nga hanggang ma-stretch mo lang yung pera mo uh, yung siguro sa susunod na sweldo ulit or paycheck to paycheck na tinatawag now fits i want to ask you kasi marami tayong uh, listeners na OFWs because after all the great connections podcast um, is about OFWs. Ito yung, this is where we get to speak to um, resource people such as yourself and we, we get inspired by your tips and your stories and this is for our OFWs and Malik Bayans uh, talaga and we want to reach out to them. My question to you is, dun sa mga OFWs natin na nakikinig, ano ba yung masasabi mong step one if they want to save money? Would you say na itong, itong uh, pay yourself first will still apply to them when they work abroad or when they work in a foreign country na ang daming babayarin, applicable pa rin ba sa kanila? Yes, definitely. I would still recommend it as their first step. no? But uh, iti-tweak natin ang konti. Ibig sabihin, mm-hmm. you pay yourself first but 
don't give everything to your family. Kasi I know may mga OFWs tayo na they try to do that already, yung paying their, themselves first. But yung savings, pinapadala nila sa pamilya nila. Usually, di ba, pag, pag nakuha nila yung sweldo nila, ang una talaga nilang ginagawa ay nagpapadala sa mga uh, mahal nila sa buhay sa Pilipinas. Yes. So, that's good. But before mo gawin yun, uh, you, all, you should also send money to your savings account. Iniisip kasi nila na nagsisave naman ako eh. Kasi yung pagdating ng sweldo ko, pinapadala ko kagad sa Pilipinas, no? And para sa kanila, mm-hmm. yun yung kinoconsider nilang savings. However, yung savings account kasi na yun, hindi lang sila yung may access. Of course, may access yung family nila, etc. So, ako, I, I usually recommend create a separate account na ikaw lang yung may access na doon ka talaga nag-iipon. Kasi that will really help you in growing your savings. Kasi, syempre, pag may access na iba doon sa account, uh, there's the temptation na doon kumuha ng pera kapag biglang nangailangan yung pamilya mo, etc. So, you try to set aside a separate account where you will transfer and pay yourself every month. So, yeah, that's a good first step for OFWs if they want to improve their finances. Meron bang um, exact number o porsyento ang uh, dapat mapunta sa savings from your salary? Kailangan ba 10% or paano ba yun, paano ba tayo nag-a-arrive doon? Ang usual na advice, it starts with 10%. But ang mm-hmm. reality is, start with whatever is comfortable. Kasi nung nagsimula ako mag-pay yourself first, to be honest, nagsimula ako sa 5%. Kasi yun lang talaga yung kayang i-accommodate nung sweldo ko at saka nung lifestyle ko. Pero mapapansin mo, kapag yung sweldo mo ay umaakyat, yung lifestyle mo, sumusunod din. Kaya may mga friends ako na nahihirapan magtipid ngayon tapos biglang nagkaroon ng ng mas mataas sa sweldo, nag-appreciate bigla, nag-salary increase siya, hindi pa rin siya makapag-ipon, no? Sure, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, and partly also because yung mindset natin, nag-a-adjust kasi nakikita natin mas malaki na rin yung pera na nasa ATM natin. So, nag-a-adjust yung lifestyle natin. So the reverse is also true. So habang nililitan mo yung yung nakikita mong pera sa ATM mo, nag-a-adjust din yung lifestyle mo eh. So you start with whatever is comfortable, kunwari 5% lang yung kaya mong i-save, then okay lang and then just work on increasing that. Kasi habang nilalakihan mo yung percentage na sinisave mo, yung lifestyle mo hindi nagugulat, nag-a-adjust din siya slowly but surely na na marirealize mo na, uy, ano na, 10% na nung salary ko yung nasisave ko, pero parang hindi ko naman naramdaman na nagtipid ako bigla, di ba? Kasi slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. So, start with whatever is comfortable. 10% is just a starting point if you don't have an idea kung ilang percentage. Kung nahirapan ka sa 10%, ibaba mo. Pero kung feeling mo chicken lang yung 10%, itaas mo. Once you are able to reach, once you are able to save 30% of your income, then you mm-hmm. can be assured that uh, you are also financially ready to buy a house or have a car loan and or maybe have a baby, etc. So yeah, that's right. the full advice. And what I also noticed, Fitz, is sabi mo pwede kang mag-change accordingly. Sabi mo nga na pwede ngayon 10%, pwedeng 12%. But would you suggest that you don't skip a month? You don't skip a regular saving pattern. Dapat consistent. Yes, I would say that it's important to make it a habit. 
That's why you need to start where it is comfortable for you para hindi siya masakit. Kasi we are trying to avoid the negative emotion na kasama ng pagtitipid, eh, ba? So if chicken lang sa'yo itong amount na to, then alam mo yun, there's no reason for you to do that. Of course, the reality is there will be months na skip ka, but at least hindi siya intentional. <laughs> alam mo yun? Um, you are committed to do it every month. And uh, yes. kung nari, talagang kinapos ka sa isang buwan, then if you're already saving around 10%, there's no shame in just telling yourself na, okay, for this month, I will just save 5%. Okay lang yun. At least you are still able to save. Kasi the act of saving is more important than the amount that you save itself. Kasi you are learning the right. habit. Eh. Mm. It makes perfect sense. It's same, same, ano ha, mental focus, the same mental rewiring when it comes to yung analogy mo kanina, exercising and staying healthy. Hindi pwedeng uh, magsiskip ka ng isa, dalawang araw, tapos kung kailan na lang komportable ulit, kung hindi ka na tinatamad, and then you go back. So it's kind of like, ano eh, parang napaka-inconsistent. And uh, you, you're trying to form positive habits, but now, kung hindi ka na inconsistent, parang hindi yata magandang habit din yung, <laughs> yung bungi-bungi, uh, yung, ano, yung schedule mo. Now, I want to ask you, because we talked about savings. Now, I want to talk about budgeting. Ito na, kasi as an OFW, ito yung struggle ng marami, yung pagbabudget. How do you even begin when hindi ka naman accustomed mag-budget? Kasi ibang bagay yung, kunyari, if you're living with your parents um, in the same house in the Philippines, and then suddenly, nasa ibang bansa ka na, you're budgeting not only for yourself, roof over your head, but also for everyone uh, that you're providing for sa, sa Pilipinas. So, when it comes to budgeting, ano yung advice mo naman? Ano ba dapat yung i-prioritize? Para sa akin, if you really want to learn how to budget, first step is to list down all your expenses. You don't really have to compute anything first. Eh. Ang gagawin mo lang, lahat ng gasos mo, ilista mo. Track your expenses. You don't really need to qualify it first. Sulat mo lang ano ba yung mga gasos mo, ano ba yung binabayaran mo buwan-buwan. And then after one or two months, that's when you start to qualify. Na, alin dito yung mga needs ko? Alin dito yung mga wants? So, alin dito yung mga essential? Alin yung non-essential? So, once you are able to to determine ano ba yung mga essential cost ko dito, ano ba yung mga essential expenses ko, then, of course, logic dictates na pagdating sa pagbabudget, dapat mo munang bigyan yung mga necessities mo o yung mga needs mo. Mm-hmm. So, once you are able to fund yung mga necessary expenses mo, like uh, grocery, utility bills, yung support na ipapadala mo sa pamilya mo sa Pilipinas, etc. Kung may matira doon, then definitely you can now buy yung mga wants mo, yung mga non-essentials. No? So kung gusto mong bumili ng bagong gadget na hindi naman talaga siya necessity, then pagdating sa income mo, once na nabayaran mo na lahat ng mga importante, then definitely you can splurge a little and spend on your wants. Pero kasi, karamihan sa atin, we rely on our brain kung ano ba yung mga necessities, no? na isipin na, okay, tubig, ganito, kuryente, grocery, hindi. Ako, I encourage you to actually write it down or Siyempre ngayon, pwedeng ilagay sa isang spreadsheet sa computer. Yeah. I, I know so many people, they know that it's important to budget, but mm-hmm. they don't really 
take the time to write down their expenses. So just form the the habit of writing down all your expenses. Kasi isa pa dyan, kapag iniisip mo lang, ano ba yung mga gasos ko, mar- marami kang gasos na nakakalimutan. So ang malalagay mo sa listahan mo, yung mga major expenses. Pero yung merienda pala na binibili mo tuwing hapon, hindi mo naiisip na, ay, alit-lit lang nun eh. Pero pag, pag ginawa mo siya araw-araw, kinumpit mo yung buwang-buwan, it can sum up to a large amount also na nagtataka parang kulang yung sweldo ko or kulang yung budget ko. Eh kasi, tuwing hapon ay bumibili ka ng merienda na unconsciously hindi mo alam na it also uh, forms a large dent in your budget. So, try to write down all your expenses first and then once you are able to do that for, sabi natin, two months, you have a good idea where your money is going. Then, you just have to define or categorize yung mga expenses mo kung needs ba siya or wants, kung essential wants. ba siya or non-essential, di ba? So, Mm-mm. after that, then it will be easier for you na on the next month, alam mo na kagad na ito dumating na yung sweldo ko. Of course, step number one, you set aside an, um, an amount for your savings, pay yourself first. So, kung 10%, natira na yung 90%, di ba? So, yung 90% na natitira sa'yo na sweldo mo, Doon mo ngayon siya i-allocate. Siyempre, bibigyan mo, bibigyan mo muna ng budget yung mga essentials, yung mga necessities. Ngayon, kapag naubos na lahat ng essentials mo, kung may matira, then congratulations, you can actually afford to go to the spa or pwede kang, alam mo yun, Or itabi mo na siya ulit for a new gadget. Mag- online sale. <laughs> Oo, oh. yun. Kung nagsisimula ka talagang mag, uh, mag-ipon, mag-budget, then I hope you did not miss any of what Fitz just said because it's just amazing. Now, na, nabanggit mo na yung magic word dun sa next na tanong ko, Fitz, eh. Funds. Ito. What is an emergency fund? At magkano ba dapat ang i-allocate natin para sa isang emergency fund? Okay, so very important ang emergency fund because hindi natin alam kung ano yung mangyayari sa buhay natin. Life is unpredictable and uh, there will always be unexpected expenses. So yung sinisave natin every month, yung di ba, nagpipay yourself mm-hmm. first. Kasi ang naiisip ng mga tao, parang sayang yung pera, kulang sa banko. Di ba? Pero may purpose yun eh, yung sinisave mo. Kasi ang first financial goal mo is to build your emergency fund. Gano'n ba kalaki ang emergency fund? Ang yes. recommended is six months worth of your expenses. However, in recent times, of course, nagkaroon tayo ng pandemic and all, a lot mm-hmm. of people realized na the bigger, the better. So, ibig sabihin, you can start with working on building six months worth of your income. However, if you can afford it, then it's definitely better if you can increase it up to around 12 months siguro, uh, especially if you're a solo earner. Ibig sabihin, kung meron kang sinusuportahang pamilya at ikaw lang mag-isa yung nagtatrabaho, then I would say one year's worth of your household's expense could be your emergency fund. Kasi, right. ano ba yung worst case scenario? Ang worst case scenario ay mawalan ka ng trabaho, di ba? At least, kung mawalan ka ng trabaho, alam mo na meron kang isang taon para maghanap ng bagong trabaho. Kasi alam mo na buhay yung pamilya mo for one year. Especially if you're yun nga, a solo breadwinner. Ngayon, if, for example, ikaw 
at saka yung asawa mo, pero kayo may trabaho, or ikaw, tapos yung kapatid mo, katulong mo naman sa pagbubuhay ng pamilya nyo, then you can start with six months worth of your expenses. So, case-to-case right. -case basis, but uh, it's always important to have one. Yes, and imagine if you suddenly, you know, yun nga, sa'yo mga anak, on wood, sana hindi naman mangyari, mawalan ka ng trabaho for six months, you can still sleep well at night for the next six months while you figure it out kung ano ba yung, uh, kung saan ka maghahanap ng, uh, ng work. So, let's talk about retirement funds naman, Fitz. Kasi, um, ito, ako marami, personally marami ako mga kaibigan na, um, they they envision themselves retiring early, retiring uh, young. Yes, they save, but retirement funds don't seem to come up as often. Hindi namin masyado na pag-uusapan to. So, pag-usapan natin, how important are retirement funds and kailangan ba mag-start na mag-start ng mag-ipon ngayon for retirement fund? Meron bang age na dapat uh, nagsisimulan ng uh, magtabi para sa retirement? Well, para sa akin, as soon as you're done with building your emergency fund, then you can definitely start building your retirement fund. And uh, bakit importante na mag-build ng retirement fund? Kasi dadating at dadating yung panahon na hindi mo na kayang magtrabaho. Diba? So, mm -mm. Pag, nag, pag dumating ka sa point ng retirement mo, gusto mo ba aasa ka sa mga anak mo? O gusto mo ba uh, aasa ka? kasa kapatid mo, di ba? So, syempre, ayaw mo rin mangyari yon dahil lalo na yung aasa sa anak mo, syempre, gusto mo bigyan yung anak mo ng chance na mag-grow nung sarili niyang wealth, no? Tapos, sahati ka pa doon. So, mas maganda na as early as you can, you start to build your retirement fund because the reality is there will come a point that you cannot earn money anymore and the retirement fund will be the one that will shoulder your expenses during the time na wala ka nang kinikita. So, right. of course, the priority, again, is the emergency fund. But after the emergency fund, you can already start building your retirement fund. So, that's my advice on that. Now, Fitz, I want to ask you, while we're still on the topic of retirement funding or retirement funds, kasi in my case, I've been working for quite some time, maybe a good uh, two decades of my life. And ako naman nag-iipon ako. Personally, I'm very happy where I'm at, but I feel like I'm not doing enough yet. Parang hindi, hindi ko pa kasi nagagawa yung strictly na I have, like what you said earlier, that I should be saving maybe 10%, 12%, and eventually, uh, and gradually... Tinitignan ko kung ma maitataas ko pa yung uh, paying yourself first kind of savings and eventually working on my retirement fund. But what piece of advice would you give me now? Hanggang kailan ko ba kailangang mag-ipon ng pera para mailaan ko sa retirement fund ko? Pwede bang by the age of assuming 50, 55, or it, does it have to be like by the age of 60, which is legitimately the uh, retiring age? Or meron bang hangganan to o bahala na lang ba ako kung hanggang saan ko gustong mag-ipon ng retirement fund ko? Yeah, that's a great question and something that uh, a lot of people actually also ask me. And ang sagot ko kasi dyan is personal finance is personal. Meaning, yung mga gusto kong gawin sa buhay, different from sa mga gusto mong gawin sa buhay. When it comes to retirement, you have to ask yourself, ano ba yung naiimagine mo yung, ano ba yung naiimagine mong buhay para sa sarili mo kapag nag-retire ka? So, 
ikaw ba ay katulad nung pinsan ko na ang pangarap sa buhay pag nag-retire siya ay pupunta ng Mindoro at magpa-farm na lang daw siya doon? Or ikaw ba yung isa kong kaibigan na pag nag-retire daw siya gusto niya mag-travel around the world nung kasama nung Wow! Parang ako yan, please. Oo. Ako yan. Oo. Ikaw yun. yun. <laughs> Oo. Diyan ako. Yan, that door, that's where I'm heading. <laughs> so, Maganda na mag-daydream tayo and imagine ourselves, what do we want to do when we retire? I Very common din na may mga tao na when they retire daw, gusto nilang magkaroon ng mga condo units na papaupahan, tapos yun daw, doon daw sila kukuha ng pera. So, let's imagine ourselves reaching our retirement age and then imagine ourselves, what do we want to do? What do we imagine ourselves doing? Kasi kung ano yung na-imagine mo, yun ngayon yung kukumputin natin kung magkano ba para magawa yung gusto mo. So, dun sa, dun sa kaibigan ko na gusto mag-around the world na katulad mo, di ba? So, sinabi ko sa kanya, if you are going to do that today, magkano yung magagasos mo? So, kinumpute niya. So, per destination daw, mga 1,000 US dollars, etc. So, there are how many countries, etc. in the world. So, sabi niya, after niya kinumpute, if I will, if I am retiring today and I want to do yung gusto ko mag-around the world, sabi niya, I think I would need around 70 million pesos, sabi niya. <laughs> Laki! Oh my Malaki. goodness! Maloka pero, okay. Pero kasi, yung kaibigan ko na yun ay 40 years old. So, kung mag-retire siya ng 60, that's still 20 years na time for you to be able to save up 70 million pesos. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, she is a supervisor sa isang multinational company and yun yung maganda sa pagiging financial planner. Pwede mong computein. So, uh, just a shortcut, we incorporated yung inflation, we we checked yung salary niya, magkano ba yung nasisave niya, we look at the historical performance of different investments, etc. And then we projected it 20 years into the future. At alam mo ba ang lumabas? Right. Lumabas Anong lumabas? Kanya, kailangan lang niya mag-invest sa mga equity fund or stock market for uh, the next 18 years at kailangan lang niya mag-invest ng around 12,000 pesos a month. Alam mo yun? Are you kidding me? So, kung, ako yan, kung ako yan, fit, sandali, mga nasa seven years na ako into that plan. Oh, wow. Okay. So, alam yun, of course, all of these are assumptions, but at least, alam mo siya, uh, it's a good estimate na merong parang may mathematical basis. Alam mo yun? Yes. Na hindi mo very attainable. Uh, very doable. So, of course, uh, a big part of it is being able to know how to properly invest. Saan ka ba mag invest mm-hmm. Hindi ka naman pwede basta-basta kung ano yung unang i-alok sa'yo na investment, kukunin mo. So, there's also uh, a factor of learning. You have to first, of course, invest in the knowledge when it comes to investments. And once you are aware, then you have more options. You now have more uh, choices kung saan mo ilalagay yung pera mo. And yun, you are able to grow your money for the next several decades. And ang pinakamaganda doon, ma-achieve mo yung na-imagine mo na, na future for yourself when you retire. No? So, yun. That is amazing. 
I love how you know because you are this financial expert like you said nga um may papakita mo mailalatag mailalatag mo dun sa like client or this this uh, friend of yours that anything that you want to happen in the future as far as your personal finances are concerned it can be done and you know and knowledge is power if i were to ask you fits kasi i think i just want to tie everything together into maybe five money management tips so paying yourself first would be one and that's learning how to save your money and we talked about this earlier you also mentioned so much about budgeting knowing mm-hmm. how to come up with a budget and then we touched based on emergency funds ayan and bakit siya importante ano bang ano bang point nung pagsisave ng money sa banko at not to only think na money is just sleeping in the bank we also talked about retirement Mm-hmm. And how it's like when you said when you painted me a picture about how retirement is going to be it's like going back to the time na nagsisimula kang mag-save. Alam mo yon, parang ini-envision mo yung sarili mo na from becoming becoming this entrepreneur and you know crossing that bridge from being a professional na may uh, monthly income. Would you say that the fifth thing to tie everything together as far as money management tips are concerned would be investing? Would you say na ito na yung kumbaga yung next would be the fifth thing to consider when growing your money and letting your money work for you. Yes, you're actually right because syempre libre mangarap pero hindi mo maabot yung pangarap mo kung wala kang sa stockya na magdadala sa iyo doon. And it's where investments come in. Kaya nga usually ang tawag sa kanila are investment vehicles kasi sila yung mga sasakyan na gagamitin mo, sasakyan mo para makarating ka dun sa future na ini-imagine mo for yourself. So yes, the last money management tip that I would say is to learn proper investing. Being an OFW is hard. You're not only away from your family, but you're also missing out on so many precious moments from graduations, birthdays, even yung simpleng kamustahan with family and friends. But with a freebie app, you don't have to miss out on anything. You can be there with them every step of the way. Freebie offers the most convenient ways to connect. One of which is its freebie calls feature. Basta online na din ang pamilya mo sa freebie, pwedeng-pwede kayong makipagkwentuhan araw-araw na walang kaltas sa load. At pag hindi palaging online ang pamilya, okay lang yan. You can also enjoy making direct international calls to the Philippines at the most affordable rates and even free. With Freebie's three ways to call, connecting with your family has never been easier. Siguraduhin pasok sa budget ang pakikipag-usap with your loved ones. What are you waiting for? Download the Freebie app. Discarding Pinoy, discarding Freebie. Available in Google Play Store and App Store. Now, for the next part of the pod, this hits so close to home fits, to be honest. Um, let's talk about the common money mistakes that OFWs such as myself should watch out for. Ako, um, I think I'm I'm blessed in a way kasi, uh, no, not only in a way, I am in fact truly blessed kasi somehow growing up, nagkaroon ako ng, ano, nagkaroon ako ng awakening how... I should be handling my finances, even when I was a kid. And I think, ano rin, nakita ko rin sa dad ko and sa mom ko. Pero paano naman doon sa walang ganong pagkakataon, di ba? So, I'll, I'll give you a scenario and I want to hear your take. 
eto yung mga common money mistakes na kailangang maging vigilant ang mga OFWs about. So first one, some OFWs don't treat savings as an expense. Tama ba yun? Is it an expense or how would you categorize it? Well, para sa akin, pagdating kasi sa savings, iba-iba tayo ng mindset. But uh, I believe na it's actually a good alternative yung iisipin mo na yung savings mo is part of your expense. Kasi ang reality is, you have your income today. So that's your present income. And you use your present income for your present expenses. Tama, di ba? Tapos, in the future, siyempre may income ka pa rin. So yung future income mo, it is for your future expenses. However, however, yung future income mo, hindi sigurado yon Kasi the reality is, pwede ka mawalan ng trabaho, pwede magka-pandemic, <laughs> alam mo yun. So, it makes sense na yung present income mo, pwede mo siyang hatiin for your present expenses and also for your future expenses. Right, so, okay. yung present income mo, hindi lang siya para sa present expenses mo. Pwede mo siyang itabi in the form of savings for your future expenses. So that, pagdating ng future, kahit na magkaroon ng problema sa future income mo, okay lang. Meron kang pera para sa future expenses mo kasi nagtabi ka ng present income mo. Nagets mo? Yung mm-hmm. Yes, meron kang paghuhugutan. Yes. Tama. So, in a way, just like you said, yung savings mo, it is also part of your expense or your spending plan because hindi Correct. ito para sa current or hindi ito para sa present expenses mo, ito ay para sa future expenses mo. So, I believe that there's value in thinking that way. And in fact, yung utang, yung concept ng utang, you can also represent mm-hmm. it as meron kang present expense, pero ang ginamit mo yung future income mo. Future income, yes. So, yes, that's how, yes. That's how debt works. Yun yung concept ng utang. So, ibig sabihin, yes. kumukuha ka na ng future income mo para sa present expenses mo. You have to ask yourself, pagdating ng future expenses mo, saan ka kukuha ng income kung bigla ka magka-problema sa trabaho, di ba? That's why, mm-hmm. mahirap or hindi recommended na umuutang ka for a present expense na hindi naman importante. So that is yun. so true my goodness fits and you know what what's what's sad about this is uh, a lot of a lot of people when parang ginagamit din nilang gauge na wow okay uh, maybe i'm i'm you know becoming this this hotshot or becoming this this successful person because somehow as your income grows or as your value in the company grows for instance mas lalong maraming lumalapit sa'yo na gustong magpautang. Nandiyan na yung banko. <laughs> ba? And somehow parang naiisip mo na ano ba to? Senyalis ba to na, na panahon na para umutang ako sa mga bagay na gusto kong bilhin? And that can be in the form of credit card. But like you said, itong mga bagay na to, when you when you use it, it's for your present. And maybe you're not thinking about the future and how you can possibly pay that. But yes, totoo yan. Now, I want to ask you about this next uh, common money mistake that OFWs should watch out for. Failure to define asset versus liability. Ayan. Ah, care, to, okay. care to expound. Ano ba yan? Yung, yung failure to define asset versus liability. Okay, so hindi ako accountant. So, bibigyan kita ng, ano, ng layman's definition. No? Para sa akin, yes, pag sinabi mong asset, it is something that you own. And uh, 
pag sinabi nating investment, dalagyan natin ng additional term, it is an asset that makes you money. So, ang asset ay something na pag-aari mo, tapos kapag yung asset na yon ay nag-generate ng money for you, nag-generate ng income, or uh, nag-appreciate siya ng value, then you can say that it is an investment. Ngayon, mm-hmm. kapag ang isang bagay ay kumukuha sa'yo ng pera, that is a liability. So, Correct. Tatlo yung dinefine natin. Asset, tapos investment, and liability. So again, asset, something that you own. Investment is an asset that makes money for you. And then, ang liability yes. is anything that takes money away from you. So yes. ito, favorite ng mga OFWs, bibili ng condominium. Kasi, Nako. kasi ano daw, investment siya. Diba? Investment. Mm-hmm. Bakit gano'n ang tawag lagi ano? Bibiling ko to kasi investment. Okay, continue fits. So, pag sinabi mong investment yung condo, ibig sabihin, gagawa siya ng pera sa'yo. Tama, di ba? Mm-hmm. Kasi, uh, yun yung definition natin ng investment. Meron akong kaibigan na OFW, actually. Bumili siya ng condo kasi investment daw. Ngayon, nung na-turnover sa kanya yung condo, Tinanong ko sa kanya, ayan, nabili mo siya nung pre-selling, ngayon na turnover sa'yo, ano na siya, nag-increase na ng 30% yung value niya, ibibenta mo, mo na ba? Tapos sabi niya, ay hindi, hindi ko ibibenta. Ah, anong gagawin mo? Ipaparenta mo? Ah, hindi rin. So, anong balak mo sa kondo? Pag uwi ako ng Pilipinas, dyan ako magsistay para hindi na ako magsistay Rest sa house. bahay namin. Oo. Oo. So, by definition, <laughs> anong nangyari? hindi siya investment. It's actually a liability. Bakit? Kasi, hindi siya kikita ng pera para sa'yo, pero at the same time, magbabayad ka ng condo association dues, imi-maintenance mo yon, etc. So, yun yung nakikita kong failure, not just OFWs, but uh, Filipinos in general. They like buying something na sinasabi nila sa sarili nila na this is an asset, this is an investment. But, yung actions nila, hindi nagre-reflect nung naiisip nila na mindset. In fact, Correct. liability yung isang bagay. And uh, isa pang very popular example is yung alahas or jewelry. Uh, yung nanay ko, sakit yan. Bibili ng alahas kasi para sa kanya, investment daw yon. Pero pag tinanong mo yung nanay ko na, uy, tumaas ang value ng gold, ibenta natin yung mga alahas mo. Ayaw niya. So sabi ko, hindi siya investment. It is just oh, an oh. asset, di ba? It is an And asset. It is an asset. I will agree on that. Ngayon, kung wala kang balak ibenta, don't call it an investment. Pero ito yung pangit dun sa nangyari. Tinanong ko yung nanay ko, bili ka ng bili ng alahas, hindi mo namang ginagamit, sayang. Pero ang sabi ng nanay ko, pag kinapos tayo ng pera, isasangla natin siya. So, The moment na sinangla mo yung alahas, paano mo matutubos yun? You have to pay interest, di ba? Yes, so, of course. From being an asset, yung alahas naging liability bigla kasi it just took money away from you. So, isipin mo yun, kung isasangla mo rin lang yung alahas na yan kapag kinapos ka, why not just sell it now and then put the money in an investment? At least, kumikita yung kanang pera lumalaki yung value niya kesa naman mm-hmm. nakatago lang siya sa sa aparador mo at tapos isasangla mo pag kinapos ka then it it will become a liability so the problem that i see is again we put definitions sa mga iba't ibang bagay pero 
we don't really reflect upon how we use those things. Katulad ng kondo, alahas, uh, maski damit, diba? some people, they say, na, ah, this is an investment or I need this for my work, etc. But you have to be honest with yourself. Am I going right. to really use this as an investment? Will this thing that I'm buying really make money for me? Or nagahanap lang ako ng rational or nagahanap lang ako ng excuse para bilhin to para hindi ako masyadong magilti sinasabi ko na lang invested but in reality if I will be honest with myself ay talagang gusto ko lang siya bilhin and uh, hindi talaga siya gagawa ng pera sa akin no so yun feeling ko feeling ko fits kaya ayaw mo na ibenta ni ano ni mother yung alahas pamana daw niya sa iyo yun baka yun yun kaya uh, well pwede rin kung ganun yung plano niya <laughs> She can expect na pagkuha ko ng alas, eh, ibebenta ko siya. <laughs> investment na kagad. Pag nasa tayo na, Fit. Iko-convert uh, ko siya oh. to an investment. So, if you notice, yes. di ba, the intention will define if something is an asset, an investment, or a liability. So, you yes. check your intention kasi that is what is more important. That is so clear to me. It's so crystal clear. Now, there's another point na ito. I want to uh, pick your, your brain about this one. And ano, mahirap man sabihin, pero nangyayari talaga ito. And since, since time in memorial, OFWs as ATM fits. Spending beyond your means. What's your take on this? Pagdating kasi sa spending beyond your means, you have to ask yourself, bakit mo kailangang gumastos ng mas malaki kesa sa kinikita mo. Are you spending on things that are important? So, kung itatrack mo yung expenses mo at talagang yung pinagkakagasusan mo ay importante, then hindi yung pagbabudget mo ang problema. Ang problema, yung income mo. Maybe it's time for you to find another job or maybe it's time for you to create another source of income. Because that's actually hmm. a reality. Minsan talaga, kahit anong budget mo, talagang eksakto or kapos pa rin yung kinikita mo. So, always remember that there are two sides pagdating sa cash flow, your expenses and your income. If you are able to check your expenses na talagang necessities lang siya, then you have to look at the other side which is yung income. So, you have to create other sources of income. Pero, more often than not, ang problema talaga is if you look at the expenses, marami doon, mga hindi naman kailangan. And worse is, they spend on things just because they want to impress other people. Kasi nga, OFW, merong, ano, merong impression na, uy, maginhawa ang buhay niyan kasi OFW, malaki kumita. So, syempre, parang gusto nila, pag-uwi sila, gusto nila, hahangaan sila ng mga kapitbahay nila, diba? gusto nila, mandilibli mm-hmm. sila sa mga, mga kaibigan nila, etc. So, I would say na there's no financial or there's no technical advice that I can give pagdating dun sa concept ng spending beyond your means because it is actually an emotional quotient, <laughs> ano? an issue of increasing your EQ. No? Meaning, learning to accepting that your self-worth is not related to your net worth. So I think that's something that's important to accept and realize na wow. yung pagkatao mo, hindi yan nakakabit kung gaano ka mahal yung mga gamit mo. So, Ay! 
my goodness. Oh, <laughs> ah. I mean, we have to take a moment and I need to wrap my head around that and parang just to take in ako. Very deep yan. Sa totoo lang. Okay, Fitz. <laughs> yeah. That's very prevalent. I actually noticed that na minsan nagpapasiklaban yung mga yung mga mga OFWs natin, no? Meron akong na-meet na bumili daw siya ng kotse. Sabi ko, ba't ka bumili ng kotse? Okay pa naman yung kotse mo. Eh, kasi daw yung bunkmate niya sa barko, bumili ng kotse. And uh, nainggit naman daw siya, kaya bumili rin daw siya. Diba? So, things like that. Na-sales na, na sales talk siya. Oo, nainggit. Alam mo yun. <laughs> Which is, Ay. I cannot really blame them because sometimes, diba, di Imagine mo may barkada ka lahat bumili ng ng kotse. Ikaw lang yung Ikaw lang wala. O ikaw lang yung wala, di ba? Kung mababa oh. yung iyong self-worth or yung self-esteem mo, if uh, kinukuha mo yung self-worth mo from the validation of other people, then madali kang ma-tempt na bibili ka rin ng kotse. But yun nga, you have to uh, ask yourself whose opinion... Uh, uh, who are the people whose opinion is important to me? And of course, yes. these should be your loved ones. So you always have to think about sino ba yung sino ba yung sinusubukan kong i-impress dito sa gagawin ko, no? So if it's other people, you cannot really satisfy uh, other people or everyone, no? You cannot uh, you cannot get the approval of everybody. So might as well focus on the people that really matter in your life kasi sila talaga yung dapat uh, inaalagaan mo at pinapakitaan mo ng iyong love and support. That's it. Ako. I hope our OFWs are taking all of this lalong-lalo na yung mga nakikinig from, from abroad to our uh, episode today on the Great Connections podcast. Fitz, I also want to ask you about eto, yung getting rich quick scheme attitude kasi it's very tempting and hindi lang naman sa mga OFWs na uh, yung mga kababayan natin but practically anyone yung uh, na ano na natitemp or nalulure sa mga get rich quick scheme so ano yung masasabi mo what's your advice pagdating kasi sa pera merong dalawang major emotions the number 1 is yung fear natatakot ka number 2 is yung greed yung nagiging madamot ka no and yung mga get rich quick scheme Usually, it comes from, number one, yung fear na baka mamaya kailangan mo ng pera or baka mamaya hindi mo maabot yung mga pangarap mo. And then, yung second emotion na greed is, syempre, sino ba naman yung ayaw na yumaman ng mabilis, di ba? However, the reality is, unang-una, reality na may maraming mga nananalo sa loto na eventually naghihirap. Maraming mga balita ng mga sikat ng mga artista dati na sobrang yaman na ngayon wala ng pera. Bakit nangyayari yon? Because hindi sila natuto mag-manage ng pera nila. So, fine. Meron kang get-rich-quick scheme. Makakakuha ka ng malaking pera. Pero do you have the skills to retain that money that you will uh, earn? So, kung hindi right. ka marunong mag-money management, useless yung get-rich-quick-scheme get scheme mo kasi hindi rin siya tatagal sa'yo. And, of course, when you are blinded by the emotions of fear and greed, you become 
illogical. Kasi, syempre, nagiging greedy ka na. Hindi mo na tinignan kung ano yung pinapasok mo. And tinitake advantage yan ng mga scammers. Kaya maraming mga get-rich-quick scheme, mga scam. Kasi, ititempt ka nila na, uy, mabilis lang kumita dito. Pero, you have to ask yourself, uh, paano ba talaga ako exactly kikita? So, pagdating sa pera, I always tell people na, it's very important to be objective. You have to set aside your feelings of fear. You have to set aside your feelings of greed. You have to take it objectively and ask yourself, paano ba exactly gagana yung pera ko dito? Kasi when you look at it objectively, you will see kung ano ba yung mali dun sa sistema na, na pinapatakbo nila and you will be able to see na ito, ano ko, pyramid scheme to. Kasi pagdating Uh-oh. sa get-rich-quick scheme, there is actually uh, ways to make mon- to make a lot of money. So, bibigyan na lang kita ng uh, simple example. Nowadays, di ba, may mga YouTubers na nagsimula lang ngayon. Tapos, after a few months, naging viral, ang dami followers, yumaman na siya. I would say that that's a get-rich-quick scheme. However, yung, yung way niya of earning those money, uh, hindi siya under a false uh, pretense na scam siya. Kasi you actually understand how that person was able to make money. And right. the reality is, yung mga tao na kayang kumita ng pera ng mabilis, yung skills nila, yung education nila to do that, it took them years. So, meron akong kaibigan na sobrang galing magsulat. So, Pag sinabi ko sa kanya, can you write me an essay, uh, a 500-word essay about uh, the about nature, for example? Within 10 minutes, tapos niya na yung 500-word essay niya about nature. Kasi he spent several years learning about writing, practicing it. No? Ngayon, kung ako yung pagsusulatin mo nun, siguro it will take me around one hour or two hours. So, matagal. So, ganun din yon pagdating sa pera. Kung mag-i-invest ka sa education mo, sa skills mo, there will you will learn skills na madali kang makaka-earn ng money because yeah. that's something na core competency mo eh. And you can actually uh, earn a lot of money from that. So, in a sense, that's one way to to earn quick. However, the foundation there is you are... Uh, improving yourself, you are focusing on your uh, talents and skills to make that money. Pagdating sa mga get-rich-quick schemes na scams, usually these scammers, they feed on your fear and your greed. Makapansin mo yung mga scams, ano lagi yung sinasabi? Ayaw mo bang bigyan yung pamilya mo ng magandang future? That's fear. Script nila yan. Tapos, sabi nila na, hindi mo kailangan magbenta dito, kikita ka ng pera. So, that's greed. So, pag ganyan yung mga linyahan nila, you have to tell yourself na this person is appealing on my emotions. You have to set those emotions aside and see kung ano yung ano. Ano talaga yung offer nila na opportunity. So, right. that's uh, my take on that. Yung mga get-rich-quick scheme. Marami kasi talagang blinded 
with emotions. That's why nasa scam sila. So, there are actually a lot of opportunities that you can uh, earn money na legal and uh, all you have to do is invest on learning these uh, opportunities. No? So, that's my take on that. And I like how you also went from, from yun nga eh, from uh, um, as a person na sabihin na lang rin na-offera na ng, ng ganyang opportunity to now learning and actually having the knowledge to do these things. Siguro sa, in the future, if you really want to get into um, a project where you can earn more money, how would you say naman, ano naman yung take mo sa common money mistakes na lack of knowledge on how to invest or lack of financial goals? Dapat ba before mong maisip na mag-invest or anything, you really have to learn and have or acquire the skills? What's your take on that? One of the things that I always tell people is that your education will determine your execution. Ibig sabihin, kung ano yung alam mo, yun yung basis kung ano yung magagawa mo sa buhay. So when it comes hmm. to investing and also seizing opportunities in your life, you won't be able to see these opportunities. You won't be able to properly invest uh, on these things if you don't know how they work. That's why right. you have to really take the time to invest in your education. Ibig sabihin, hindi natatapos yung pag-aaral sa pag-graduate natin ng college. Dapat meron tayong growth mindset wherein uh, we constantly become curious. Tingnan natin ano ba yung mga iba't ibang bagay na pwede natin pag-aralan. Kasi... Kung hindi mo alam kung paano gumagana isang bagay, hindi mo alam kung paano ka mag invest doon. So, aral muna bago invest. So, you really have to learn how the stock market works. For example, may mga kilala ko narinig lang na basta sa dyaryo, okay daw yung stock market. Record high ngayon. Nagbukas na stock market account, nalagay ng pera, bumili ng kung ano-ano. Hindi sila kikita ng pera doon kasi hindi nila naiintindihan yung pinapasok nila. Kasi ang dali-dali mag-deposit ng pera sa isang stock market mm. account. Pero kung hindi mo alam yung ginagawa mo, ay madidisgrasya ka. Parang kotse. Ang dali-dali naman buksan ng kotse. Ilalagay mo lang yung susi, ipipihit mo yung susi, kaandar siya. Ang tanong, marunong ka ba mag-drive niya? So, kailangan mong intindihin kung paano magmaneho or kailangan mo na mag-aral kung paano magmaneho which partly includes first learning, ano ba yung iba't ibang parts ng kotse, di ba? So, you don't really have yeah. to understand everything. You don't really need to understand yung fuel combustion, etc. But, the basics, you have to know ano ba itong mga iba't ibang parts ng kotse, ano ba yung ginagawa niya. And, you have to practice. So, pagdating sa investments, you don't really need to learn everything about investing, but you have to have a good foundation pag-aralan natin ano ba mga basic concepts. And then, of course, you can always start investing with a small amount and then, alam mo have the experience, build your experience so that you eventually increase your skills, you increase your education, and uh, eventually you will discover more opportunities where you can grow your money. I just have a few more questions for you, Fitz. And since you mentioned na, ayan na, napahapyaw na natin yung stock market, not a lot of uh, people, not a lot of our listeners are aware of how the stock market uh, operates. For those who 
don't know, ano lang, parang in layman's term, tell us about the stock market and ano ba talaga siya as an investment. Okay, so pagdating sa stock market, ang pinakamagandang analogy dyan ay isipin mo na mayroong isang tao na nagnenegosyo. So let's just say na ako, no? na banggit ko dati meron akong internet cafe. So meron akong negosyo, tapos sabihin na natin na what if nangarap ako na gusto ko buong Pilipinas merong internet cafe ko. Siyempre, kahit nalapitan ko lahat ng kakilala ko, probably hindi ko makukuha yung pera na kailangan ko para gawin yung pangarap ko na magkaroon ng internet cafe sa buong Pilipinas. So, yung mga negosyo na gustong lumaki, ang ginagawa nila ay pumupunta sila sa Philippine Stock Exchange, which is right. eventually yung stock market kung saan doon sila nagbebenta ng shares ng company nila in exchange for funds to be able to expand. So basically, a stock market, yung mga companies na nakikita natin doon, lahat ito ay mga kumpanya na in-offer nila yung shares ng company nila kasi gusto nila mag-expand. And when you invest in the stock market, it's like saying na you want to be a co-owner or a part owner of that business. So, right. for example, ang PLDT nasa stock market siya. Pag bumili ako ng PLDT shares at uh, nakabili ako ng, uh, ng shares niya sa stock market, I can actually say to people na, part owner ako ng PLDT. Di ba? Ano ko? Business, part- yes. business partner ko si Manny Pangilinan. Di ba? Or, <laughs> di ba? Yes, I love it. So, yun yung stock market. And uh, that's the concept kung bakit merong stock market. Kasi syempre may mga business na gustong lumaki pero they don't really want to borrow money. They don't have the resources to expand pero merong potential yung business to become big. Then, that's an option that businesses or companies go to. They offer shares in the stock market. And once you offer your your shares in the stock market, you become a public company. And forever mm. na siya nandun, no? Well, not really forever, but most of the time, it just stays there. Kasi, syempre, as the company grows, more people will want to buy shares of that company. And uh, yun, it helps the owners to expand further pagdating sa future ng business nila. So that's really the concept of the stock market. Fitz, would you recommend OFWs to get into the stock market? Can anyone get into stock investments? Po, pwede ba? May minimum age ba dyan? Well, if you want to invest in the stock market, uh, technically, ang legal age is 18 and above. no? So you have to okay. be 18 years old and above. Uh, and I actually recommend investing in the stock market for everyone who has dreams for the long term. No? The stock market mm. is a long-term investment. Ibig sabihin, you have to wait mga 7, 10 years or more before you can actually experience significant gains in your investment. So, kung wari, yung meron kang pera, kailangan mo siya next year, wag mo ilalagay sa stock market kasi it's a short-term uh, goal. So, you there are short-term investments for that. Ngayon, kung meron kang pera na gusto mong itabi para sa long-term goal mo like retirement or yung iniisip mo na gusto mo mag-around the world when you retire. So yung pera yes. mo ngayon, pwede mong invest sa stock market kasi it's like 20, 25 years from now. So definitely, that's a good place. And bakit? Bakit sa good place to put your money for the long term? Kasi again, 
you are buying shares of a company. Ibig sabihin, di ba, ang company ba ngayon, ang isang negosyo ba ngayon, bukas, lalago na siya. Hindi, no? So, ang mga kumpanya, slow uh, growth yung mga yan. Katulad ng uh, PLDT, hindi naman yung tinayo yung PLDT, one day, they're one of the biggest companies in the world, di ba? It, 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 in the Philippines, mm-hmm. no? It grew slowly but surely through the decades. That's why, buying shares in the stock market or investing in stock market, you have to buy companies na alam mo na tuloy-tuloy yung paglaki in the future. So that's how you invest in the stock market. So I recommend right. it for everyone who is planning to uh, spend their money in the future, yung mga may long-term investment horizon. The best right. uh, investment ang stock market. Now, Fit, since we are talking about stock market, and investing in stock market. Sabi mo nga, 18 years old po pwede na uh, mag-try, mag-invest sa stock market and there has to be, kumbaga, ito educate yourself, kailangan pag-aralan mo siya. Now, from what I understand, kapag wala kang bank account, hindi ka pwedeng mag-try or mag-invest sa stock market. Tama ba yung understanding ko nito? Paano naman yung mga ibang listeners natin, for instance, OFWs, who do not have a bank account and still want to uh, invest in stock market. Posible ba yan para sa kanila? Yes, I I agree with you na kailangan meron kang savings account or at least may bank account ka if you really want to mm-hmm. invest. And it goes back doon sa kanina natin advice na before ka mag-invest, dapat meron kang emergency fund. So you cannot have an emergency fund without a bank account. And it is a reality na minsan we don't have access to these financial institutions. No? So, I've actually done some speaking engagements sa mga rural areas kasi sila talaga yung mga unbanked, eh, yung mga farmers, mga teachers in the provinces. Minsan, talagang nasa bahay lang nila yung pera. And yeah, even mm-hmm. OFWs, a lot of them, they don't have bank accounts anymore. So, Specifically, siguro yung mga kasambahay at saka yung mga farmers, there's actually a lot of fintech that's coming today na that will allow you to uh, create an online bank account. There are now digital banks that are available. So again, you cannot really learn about this unless you look for this information. No? So ibig sabihin, there are now options for them to uh, create an online account, a digital or a virtual bank account. So all they have to do is search online, uh, ask around kung meron silang Facebook. Pwede silang magtanong-tanong because there are now a lot of options for them. Especially yung mga, yun nga, yung mga OFWs, particularly yung mga nagbabarko. I know a lot of oh. them. Limited yung access nila sa mga financial institutions kasi unlike if you're working in a city, di ba, there's always a bank there where you can remit your... Land-based. Yes, o mga land-based. So, may mga, may mga na-meet na ako na nagbabarko na they have, they, they have their options. They find a way to be able to, to transmit their money sa isang online or even local bank account. Kasi mayroon akong na-meet na cash binibigay sa kanila ng sweldo kasi ano siya, bartender siya sa isang barko. So sabi ko, mm-hmm. hindi pa dangerous yan. <laughs> na nasa Oo, kasi cash. Kwarto mo lang yung cash. So, 
uh, yung first year ng pagpabarko niya, ganun daw. And na-realize niya na this is something na this will not work for me kasi too risky. So, uh, he tried to find a solution then eventually, kasi naman pag nagbabarko ka, eventually after two, three months, nagdadak kayo sa isang port. And alam mo yun, nakahanap siya ng solusyon kung paano niya i-deposit yung pera niya, i-remit sa isang online bank account yung pera so that it will be safe there. So, the key, I guess, is it's important that you are aware that this is a necessity and based on where you are or what are the opportunities around you, I'm very sure that you will be able to find a solution. So, right. may kilala ko kasambahay, it's just as simple as telling your your employer no na sir ma'am uh, can you help me create uh, open a bank account kasi i'm very sure they will be more than willing to help you with that no kasi they know na you are taking care of your money kasi if you are able to manage your money then you can you will be able to work better kasi hindi ka stress sa pera so maayos ka makakapagtrabaho so i very sure your employers are, will be more than willing to assist you pagdating sa mga matters na yan. So you have to just op- open the communication with them. Have you experienced delays in money transfers abroad? Madalas ka bang nakaka-receive ng calls from your family about missed payment deadlines? Hassle, di ba? Let me tell you a way around it. With the freebie app, you can pay directly to major billers in the Philippines. Iwas hassle, iwas delay. Payment done in just one click. Through this feature, you can also gift your family with load, e-cards, and more. At meron pa! Kaya mong palakasin ang inyong income and be your own boss habang nasa abroad with a digital distribution platform of Vortex. Gamit lang ang inyong mobile phone. You can start having a side business and earn from every transaction as a Vortex reseller. Madali lang maging isang Vortex reseller dahil you only need a small starting capital. Visit myvortex1.com now and join the Vortex FB closed group to learn more about updates. Aside from considering the stock market as a long-term investment for our listeners on, on the pod today, um, meron ka pa bang tips dun sa mga gustong uh, mag-explore ng stock market as an investment? Well, ang lagi kong sinasuggest is you have to ask yourself, ano ba yung mga goals mo sa buhay? Kasi your financial goals will dictate your investment goals. And aside from the stock market, there are actually, siyempre, mga government bonds, corporate bonds. Hmm. There are these investment are the similar bonds. Platforms. Yes. And uh, each type of investment, meron siyang financial goal na, na complementary. So, ibig sabihin, if my goal is... Uh, plan, I plan to use the money two or three years from now, then of course, mm-hmm. out na ang stock market no, kasi long-term investment. So, so I have to look at uh, short-term investments like a money market fund, a mutual fund, or a bond investment. No, So may mga kilala ko, especially mga OFWs, gusto nila mag-invest kasi gusto nila na makaipon ng pera para makauwi sila. Tapos pag uwi nila sa Pilipinas, gusto nilang magtayo ng negosyo. So, sinasabi ko sa kanila, uh, ano yung negosyo yung gusto mong itayo? In the first place, you have to ask that kasi you cannot just invest money without the goal. And plano nila, after five years daw, uh, dun sila uwi at magtatayo ng negosyo. So, tinanong ko, anong klaseng negosyo? 
uh, baka daw magba-buy and sell sila ng something, magtatayo sila ng tindahan. So sabi ko sa kanila, kung yun yung goal mo, gagawa ka ng tindahan, bakit hindi mo na siya gawin ngayon? Bakit ka pa mag invest di ba? Why not mm. do a micro version of the business that you want to put up? So kung gusto mo magtayo ng... Uh, RTW business when you go back in the Philippines, bakit hindi ka magbenta ng mga pre-love clothes online? Magbenta-benta ka sa Facebook muna. Alam mo yon? gawa ka ng microversion. Para practice kasi, na. So you can exactly, get started. Exactly. A lot of a lot of people I noticed miss that concept. Kasi yun nga, they are so hung up on the numbers. They do not see na yung pera, it's not the end goal. Hindi natin goal na yumaman. Ang goal natin is maabot yung mga pangarap natin. And you have to define yung dreams na yon. Ano ba yung gusto mo exactly? Diba? I don't think anyone would want to have 1 million dollars or 1 million pesos. A lot of people want to have 1 million pesos because they, ha- they want to buy something or they want to do something. So, all the listeners, they have to reach that point na i-define nila. Ano ba exactly yung, yung gusto kong gawin? Kasi once you are able to define yung financial goal mo, hindi lang uh, one path yung pwede mong itake eh, to be able to Correct. reach that goal. Ma- there are a lot of options na makakatulong sa'yo para ma-reach mo yung goal na yon. So it's important to know your destination. Parang gusto mo natin pumunta ng Baguio, Maraming ways para punta ng Baguio, di ba? Pwede kang mag-bus, pwede kang mag-kotse, mag, uh, di ba? And uh, knowing your destination will make it easier for you to plan how to get to your destination. So, it's the, the, the difference is, pwede mo sabihin sa akin na, gusto ko mag-out of town. Mahirap magplano pag gusto mo mag-out of town. And that's how you sound like if you tell people na gusto kong yumaman. So, it's a very big goal. <laughs> Pero very broad. Diba? But pag sinabi mo sa akin ay, ay gusto kong pumunta ng uh, Baguio. Now we were talking kasi I can now give you suggestions. Ah, gusto mong mag-Baguio, magkano yung pera mo ngayon? Okay ka ba? Nagtitipid ka ba? Kung nagtitipid ka, magbabas ka. Diba? Kung meron ka namang kotse, then pwede ka magkotse, etc. Alam mo yun, the, the planning is more concrete. So when it comes to our money, wag natin sabihin na, ah, gusto ko lang maraming pera, gusto ko yung maman, or gusto ko makauwi sa Pilipinas. A lot of OFWs say na gusto ko makauwi sa Pilipinas. But you ha- they have to answer for themselves. Pag umuwi ka sa Pilipinas, anong gagawin mo? Kasi yun yung goal na pag-iipunan mo, yun yung goal na gagawan mo ng plano. Diba? So right. that's very important for me. And you know what, speaking of, eto na nga sabi mo nga, yung many ways to make money, it could be on the side, right? And uh, other similar platforms. Um, I think it's also worth sharing that PLDT Global has a digital distribution platform where OFWs can make money on the side. So other things that you can do on the side would be like se- selling your mobile top-up or EGCs to uh, uh, PH merchants such as SM or Jollibee, etc. And you know what? They're also accepting bill payments via the Vortex web portal. So marami pa tayong information about that one. And for more info, you can check out myvortex1.com for the details. Fitz, you know what? This discussion, this interview is so eye-opening for me. And and dami ko ng takeaways. Busog na busog na ako sa learnings today ha. Thank you very much talaga Fitz. Um this is a wonderful uh discourse. Now I'm sure our listeners got a lot from our interview today and the good thing about it is that since this is a podcast, you can always play it again. 
kung meron kayong mga na-miss na, na lessons, lessons talaga, <laughs> ni Fits today, you can always go back to that whenever you want. So, as we end our chat today, Fits, bigyan mo naman ako ng isang main takeaway that you want our listeners to um, cherish and to value from our chikahan today. Ano yung uh, one main takeaway na pwede mo ma-share sa kanila? Alright. No? I, I want to go back to what I said earlier that your education determines your execution. So, sa panahon ngayon, we live in a time where everything is accessible. So, we have access to information, we have access to knowledge, we have access to opportunities. So, let's take advantage of that. May mga bagay na nasa harap na natin, ang kailangan lang natin ay uh, i-extend yung kamay natin at abutin ito. So, in today's world, growing our money really starts with that kind of mindset na gusto kong matutunan itong mga to. I want to increase I want to expand my knowledge and learn about money management, budgeting, investments. Mm-hmm. Lahat yan accessible na online. So, as you educate yourself, of course, always remember na you also have to take action. Marami akong kilala, aral ng aral, pero hindi ina-apply yung natututunan. So, what you know is useless unless you apply it. Remember that. So again, Mm-mm. we live in a time when access to information is easy. We have opportunities that are just right in front of us and all we have to do is reach out. But of course, we have to invest in knowledge first. Our education determines our execution. Once we are equipped with the proper skills, knowledge, then we have to remember to apply what we've learned. A lot of these opportunities, we won't be able to grow our wealth unless we really get out there and experience the the opportunity ourselves to really try investing, to really try our hands at making money, uh, starting yes. a business. So we have to be open to these opportunities ourselves. So let us not try, let us avoid yung fear and greed let's not let this let's not let this emotion uh stop us from doing the things that could really help us of course provide for our family and reach our financial goals in life yeah that's it Oh my goodness, thank you so much for sharing your time, your energy, your knowledge. Uh, Fitz Villafuerte, ang ati pong guest today on the pod. Maraming maraming salamat, Fitz. And uh, we wish you well. Always stay safe. And again, thanks for sharing your uh, your life experiences with us today on the pod, on the Great Connections podcast. One of my key takeaways from the conversation with Fitz is that the older we get, the more complicated money management becomes. The good thing about it is that there are tools and resources around us that we can use and people we can go to should we need help. Another realization of mine is that financial literacy holds the power to unlocking doors to our dreams and financial freedom. No matter how impossible the idea may seem to be. Like most things in life, kailangan natin pag-aralan paano kumita. Mag-budget, mag-ipon, magsimula ng negosyo, mag-invest, and let your hard-earned money work for you. Importanteng masipag ka, matyaga. 
kailangang mag-aral, kailangan ng aksyon, at syempre, kailangang may diskarte. So there you have it. That ends episode 2 of the Great Connections Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us again on the next episode as we talk to a very familiar voice, especially if you grew up in the metro. Big Daddy Jake or Big D will be joining us to talk about his experience growing up with an OFW parent and how that affected his own parenting style today. Exciting, diba? Again, my name is Chloe and this has been episode 2 of the Great Connections Podcast. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye! The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.